Come on, guys. <laughs> that was a self-made introduction. Uh, oh, oh, for four. Yeah. Yeah. Stu, you sound like cyborg right now. Yeah, I can imagine. At least I sound good on the recording, at least. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to make <laughs> us sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, you yeah. two sound pretty good, so we should be okay. Thanks, man. So, Stewie, it's a very sad week. The little cricket with a small violin is on our shoulders. Mine Harris playing a sad tune. Our favorite baseball teams have exited the postseason. At least mine did not exit in the fashion in which yours did. That's true. I'll go I mean, first. That might, that might be the greatest upset in divisional round history. Yes. So I'll set the stage, and I'll, I'll go through my points real quick. I'm going to just be off the top of my head, really. I haven't really soaked in this much. Um, yes, I do believe it was an upset. Are we a better team than the Yankees? Absolutely. Are the Yankees good? For sure. They they, they definitely surprised me. Um, their their pitching was, was very good. Um, and I think it boils down to several things. So first and foremost is I love October baseball for good and for the bad. Definitely the bad now. But last year, Harris, you know good as I do. The Indians really didn't deserve – or not deserve. No one really expected them to be in Game 7 of the World Series last year, you know. We, we we were still kind of young. Lindor was in the year two-ish, three-ish. Thank you, Zach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, last year we weren't supposed to be you know, to the World Series. And this year, I mean... No, no, one, no one expects to blow a 3-1 lead either. No, for sure. And we did. We blew it quite well. Um, we blew a 3-1 uh, lead to you guys in the ALCS in uh, 07. 07, yeah. You know, and we're pretty good. We do a pretty good job of blowing things in Cleveland. Um, I think we get it from hey, like we get it from like Erie. The wind off that blows a lot of things. So, no, I don't know, man. So here's my thoughts, real quick. One is um, the Yankees outplayed us for uh, a Girardi review call from losing four out of five games. Man, that's the that's the truth. Uh, reports uh, are now saying that Kluber was hurt even in game one. He pitched with a bad back problem. I don't even want to hear that excuse. If he had a bad back problem, why pitch him? I don't care if he's a staff face or not. Why pitch him? Uh, we still got that win in game two, so that game was a wash. You know that that didn't mean anything. But in game five, uh, he pitched actually okay. He had what seven strikeouts or so, but gave two big, uh, massive home runs to D.D. Gregorius, who was one for thirteen before the two home runs. Um, I think we did a great job of kind of uh, neutralizing their biggest threats, which was Sanchez and Judge. And they neutralized all of our threats. I mean, they, you know, Lindor had two hits. Ramirez had two hits. Encarnacion got hurt, so that was that was a, that was definitely an impact. I think that impact was felt mostly in the in the in the one zero game when Bird had the only run. Um, I think Encarnacion maybe could have had a good few at bats in that game, which could have ended up being a sweep in the series. You know, so I think that kind of was the the turning of the tides. It was, was definitely game three. Um, what else? Uh, not 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 necessarily uh, 
not managing Francona. I think did a fine job, Harris. I'm sure you watched all the games. Uh, our pitchers did fine. Just didn't have much time to hitting, and then the Yankees did. We committed nine errors in five games. You know what our field percentage was this year, Harris, for the full season? .987. Best in the AL. I think it was the best in the major leagues. And so we truly just didn't play Cleveland Indians baseball that we've been playing for 162 games. I'm not mad. It wasn't a fluke series. It wasn't, you know, a bad call here, a bad call there. We truly just got beat. And I, I can live with that, and I'm okay with that. The worst thing for me, and I'll turn it over to you, Harris, is this, is that Larry Dolan, uh, the Dolans have lived at Paul Dolan and Larry Dolan, um, they own the Indians. And they've been so cheap for so many years. And that's what's always people been blaming, right, the Dolans. All, they won't spend on a big uh, free agent. We've been dealing with that since Tommy Ramirez and, all the other 15 all-stars left Cleveland in the early 2000s. You know, we didn't want to spend on a big-time free agent because, truthfully, we just couldn't afford it. Well, Dolan decides this past offseason to go out and get Encarnacion, which was huge. He goes and gets Bruce at the deadline. We actually beat, you know, the Yankees uh, from that bid and war. We thought he was going to be the savior in the series. Uh, we got Miller last year. Uh, I'm Joe Smith. I mean, we, we, we've done everything right in the front office, and we're paying big money, but – he saw a good return last year by going to Game 7 of the World Series, but this year we're exited after only three home games. You know, that's not very much income comparatively to what they were expecting from what they paid. You know, you pay so much, you expect so much in return. Their ROI wasn't very good. So I'm afraid, as a Cleveland sports fan, that the Dolans are discouraged by this. And from the best of my knowledge, he's not really a baseball guy anyway. You know, he's just got a lot of money and wants to invest. So he's a numbers guy. I'd hate for him to kind of, back off the spending now with the Indians because obviously the spending's helped us the last two or three years. We got a great young core with Lindor, Ramirez, uh, Kluber's on a very team friendly contract. Carrasco is as well and Salazar. So we got a good core. We're going to be good for, I still think two to three years. We'll still be pretty dominant, but I'm worried now about after this window in which we spent money. I think we may turn into the Royals. You know, they, they're waved everybody goodbye. Moustakis and uh, Hosmer and Escobar and so now they're at, the Royals are going to slide into mediocrity for who knows how long. What about the Tigers now? They're going to be in mediocrity. And so I just hope the Indians don't just use this two- to three window and then I have to spend the next 20 years like I already have my first 20 years of life and seeing us being at the bottom of the AL Central. You know, because I've already got the Browns who are awful. I mean, and LeBron's about to leave Cleveland, or even if he stays, he's only got two or three more good years. I'd like at least to have one sports team that's relevant. So that's kind of my biggest thing. You know, the Yankees won it. That's great. Uh, I don't have anything. I'm with you on the football boat. The Titans are looking pretty fucking shitty this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. But Harris, what's your what's your spiel? Uh, I guess kind of you agree with anything that I said on Cleveland side? Oh, yeah, and about Boston. I, I mean, you're right on with Cleveland. Uh, I wish I'll fire Terry Francona though. We yes, was, we could get him back. Oh man, um, I bet y'all miss him. We miss him so bad. Man, we should have never fired him. But it's part of it. So, my Red Sox summary will be shorter than your Indian summary. I apologize. Mine was more hurtful than your exit. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, ours is pretty much summed up by we were the inferior team and we played worse and we lost. Uh, That's kind of how that goes. Um,. Neat little stat that I saw. In all four games that we played with Houston, 
in less than 25 minutes into each game, Houston had a lead. <laughs> like, a- they had they had a first or second inning lead in every game. And we just were behind the eight ball the whole time. Sale like Kluber got smashed. Give up four bombs. No, they do not. They <laughs> led the league in scoring this year. So I just remember giving Christian Helen we in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. About his car and how bad the Astros sucked. Yeah, Craig, Craig Biggio's leading that team, Zach. He's doing real well. Him and Lance Sparkman in the middle of that lineup, man. It's oh, not Biggio. It's A.J. Really, Hinch. Yeah. No, Hinch. Yeah, Hinch is a really good batter. What do you think about what do you think about back? What do you think about Bagwell, Zach? Jeff Bagwell. What do you think about him? He, he's great. He's great. He's a real good leader. Brings a lot of brings a lot of leadership into the locker room. I think he's one of the best catchers of all time. One of the best, one of the light hitting left handed hitters of all time. What do you think, Zach? Absolutely. You know, you know, Bagwell actually played for the Sox. He has a lot of touch. He doesn't have the power, but he has the touch. Please, Harris, tell tell him who Bagwell was. Jeff Bagwell is a Hall of Fame. He played first, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he played for the Sox, and we traded him as a prospect for, like, a washing machine and a bag of balls, and he ended up being pretty damn good. Right-handed and was a beast of power. <laughs> Not left-handed and had good touch. Oh, you fooled anyways. me. Yeah, that was a good joke. I don't know, Harris. I think uh, Red Sox and Indians and Yankees, them three, I think will be in the postseason for the next three years for sure. Oh, man. I mean, I was I was disappointed with how our series turned out. It, uh, it sucks to lose in the playoffs. But, I mean, like I said earlier, we were the inferior team, and that was evident everywhere. Um, but we fired on Farrell, which is fucking awesome. And... We should have done it last year and the year before. Um, But he was just kind of shielded by the fact that he won a World Series his first year with a group that just miraculously came together and everything went perfect. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he, like, slept with a reporter, like, two years ago. That didn't go over well. It's always good. It's always always a good thing. Yeah. And he's just... We need a culture change, and I think guys like Alex, Jason Veritek, uh, Gabe Kapler, I've heard Ron Hire, a lot of names like that. Are, which I don't like Garden Hire. I'd rather get one of the younger guys. But um, I'm excited. I think we're, like you said, Indians, the Sox, the Yankees, they're all tending in a phenomenal direction. Yeah. And those will be those, those three teams will be the face of the American League for the next half decade. Yeah, I believe so, too. Yeah. And, and one name to remember, Harris, I do believe our pitching coach, Mickey Callaway, will be a manager uh, in 2018. He'll probably be with the Phillies. Who knows? Y'all may uh, do an interview. I'm not sure. But I think I saw today where he, he probably won't be with us. He's phenomenal. We led the league in the ERA and, and starters and bullpen. And our minor league, our minor league pitching coach is looking for now work in the MLB. It's crazy how that works, right? You have some success, and people start going into the direction of the success and want to hire people from that organization. So, Oh, uh, I mean, Tori Lavulo, our bench coach, is now the head coach of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, yep. 
And I think Chili Davis, our hitting coach, will get a lot of looks this year to be a bench coach or a coach. Chili Davis. I'm good, man. Didn't he have a weird swing? You might be thinking of, like, Franco. Chili Davis was black, wouldn't he? I know Julio Franco. Chili Davis was black, right? Hence, like, Chili Davis, he is black. He, he was black and is still black. <laughs> I don't know if he had the Michael Jackson syndrome. Or the he does not. Sammy Sosa. Um, yeah. His name is Charles Theodore Davis. Speaking of Theodore, have y'all watched the Manhunt Unabomber uh, series on Netflix? No. Theodore Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber in the nineties. Oh my gosh! Please go watch it, you guys. If, if nothing else, watch it. I binge watched the entire thing. Please watch it. You're all into conspiracy stuff these days. I am a narcissist. I'm starting to become very dark. What is this? What does that have to do with narcissism? I don't know. It's just a fancy word to use at the time. Speaking of, there's been a bunch of crap about to come out with Las Vegas. Uh, hold, on, yeah, yeah. hold on, hold on, you are a narcissist, but do you know what narcissism means? <laughs> do what? You are, you you are a narcissist, Ryan, but do you know what that means? Yes. What does it mean? It means that I'm excessive in my physical appearance. I mean, I bathe, I bathe, in, I bathe in myself, yeah, self-worth. So yeah, so. Okay. I guess you could, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's on the right context. track, right? Yeah, yeah you're, you're right it. enough. Right enough. So anyways, a quick little spill, and then we'll go into the NFL. I just want to talk about Las Vegas shooting for two seconds, because I've been obsessed with this since it happened. Yeah, that's true. Check his Twitter. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're. I think the FBI is going to reach out to me and either tell me <laughs> to stop tweeting or they're going to think I have some pretty cool stuff. So anyway, the security guard, right, the one that caused Paddock supposedly to stop shooting, right? He was shooting, and then he sees the security guard in the camera, and then he shoots at him, hurts him in the leg, you know, hits him in the leg after two hundred rounds, right? But yesterday or two days ago, the police department changed that timeline, saying that the security guard got shot six minutes prior to Paddock right so now this whole campus guy this is a security guard there's all kinds of crazy stuff going about him he's supposed to be on handy tonight at eight and he canceled so there's this independent journalist uh named laura loom who's literally being self-funded through like twitter really and she's like asking all the right questions and enforcing these guys at the press conference especially the sheriff to it was thanks to her that he actually changed the timeline in the press conference he wasn't even going to talk about the timeline change but loomer made him answer that question. So he ended up changing the timeline of events. So I'm really, 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 you know, skeptic about this. I, I, I don't really buy the conspiracy theorists on 9-11 and all these things. I'm not big into that. First of all, I wasn't a conspiracy theorist about the Unabomber. It really happened, Harris. So I got to correct you on that. But this... No, no, no I was saying Kaczynski was a conspiracy. I was just... Oh, sure. Okay. These, these kind of sociopath type things. Sure. So I think I'm a sociopath. I know what that means. But anyway, it's getting crazy. Have you looked into I mean, not as much as you. I mean, Laura Loomer used to work for Project Veritas. Um, and that's, Please, uh, Harris. 
go look at her Twitter and read the last 100. No, I, I follow it's her crazy. on Twitter, Ryan. Really? Like, she used to work with Jez O'Keefe with Project Veritas, and they do a lot of like political operative stuff, like undercover type work. Um, so do you believe she's legit? Oh, yeah. I mean, Keefe was the one that kind of uncovered all those videos where he had a hidden camera and he was talking to like CNN. They weren't execs, but like, like CNN directors about how oh, our audience doesn't shit and just getting pretty much exposing a lot of bad sides of the media. Yeah. No, I like, I like Loomer. I followed for a while. Yeah, she's aggressive and almost too much for my tasting, but she's getting some answers that I need. Like, for instance, I think tomorrow, like tonight, she said, <laughs> okay, guys. What are some things that I can ask tomorrow at the press conference? And like a lot of people said, what about the hotel footage? So like, I'm curious to see how he would respond to that question. You know, where is that footage? So I'm just obsessed with it. Until there's some answers, concrete answers, I, I'm, I'm going to be pretty upset about it. I'm done. Your turn, Zach. <laughs> pretty boring week. Uh, Titans fucking sucked again. Obviously, we have Matt Castle starting. Yeah. He led us to the playoffs one year. Well, we lost to fucking Jay Cutler, who's the worst quarterback in the NFL this year, probably. I think he is. Meh. Maybe. He had like 50 yards exactly. passing. Yeah, he. They, that was a terrible game. I'm sorry, I got a moment here, guys. That, I, I never blame the refs, and I, we still should have won this game, but that fucking series of the 14 point swing was one of the two biggest like I've just I've never been so goddamn mad at a referee in my entire life like one blown call is fine but like I can usually look past it but like that entire series there was like three just extremely like super fucked up calls Matt Castle led the Patriots to the playoffs this supports my theory claim in episode one here is that what if Garoppolo comes in and destroys Brady's legacy? I'm telling you, man, it's the system of Belichick. Screw Brady. Brady he, sucks. He's got to do too much, though. Like The NFL is still really tough. It's still like, such a fucking hard league to play in. Like He's not going to win seven Super Bowls, you know? He don't have to win seven. He just needs to be relatively successful, I think. I don't he know. will be. Relatively but, successful in five rings is a lot different. Like Manning was a better quarterback than Brady. Yeah, uh, I don't think I think Peyton Manning is the best regular season quarterback that's ever played in the NFL. What does that even mean? But what does that even mean? Rodgers. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is better over. than Manning. I agree with yeah, that. Sure. No, but in regular season, Peyton Manning wasn't that great under pressure, like in the postseason. Like he never. I just feel like Peyton Manning never produced in the postseason. I mean, I, I mean, he was. They're great. I mean, all three of them are top. Yeah. Six or seven quarterbacks of all time. It's just. I, I stand by, and I Zach, I saw you tweet this. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback to ever play the game. I think Rodgers he is, too. I agree with that. We all three agree with that. Can we agree that Brady I'll sucks? Who's having a really good year? Alex Smith, speaking of Aaron Rodgers. Alex Smith's finally having like a really solid year. Like He's playing lots out. Yeah. I mean, he's, yep. he's, he's, playing, he's in a great system with a great coach. I mean, he's got – Top tight end, a top receiver, a rookie running back who's. Think if they have like an actual like receiver, like not like because Tyreek Hill is a speed guy, you know, like he's still great. Um, just imagine they had like you know like your six four, six three back shoulder receiver in that system. They'd be unreal. AJ AJ Green or yeah. Mike Evans. Type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of lights out, I had eye surgery Tuesday, guys. 
did. Yeah, I'm doing better. It's it's pretty much a miracle procedure for sure. I can see things, but my eyes are still real dry, but I'm getting over it. I will recover, so but they say. Did, did you two watch the Titans game? Did you see the fucking... Not a second. What happened? I watched Titans games. It was, right? it was so fucking... It was unbelievable. I followed it. I didn't see the, the bad stuff. What happened? Get, take us to the play, Zach. Well, at the start of the drive, we get an illegal formation. Taylor the one got hurt. And he was in and out the, the entire game. We were like in a... We were in a passing situation. This might have been the drive before on a third and long. We're in a passing situation. So Taylor the one doesn't like get down in his like normal two point stance. You know, like a left tackle passing situation, two point stance, right? He kind of yeah. lines up like a wide receiver because his knees fuck. He just bummed his knee, but I guess the guy that was behind him wasn't ready to go, so he just stayed in, toughed it out. He had a receiver outside, so so the formation there has to be somebody on the line of scrimmage at the end, right? That's how. And everybody else is behind the line of scrimmage. They thought Taylor the one had a fucking receiver covering him up, and but because he was standing up and not in a two point stance, they call it an illegal formation. Damn. Which is okay. Who cares? Like I didn't give it. Like that wasn't that big of a deal at the time. We throw a sixty yard touchdown pass on a post route. Delaney Walker on the right side of the field. Our the other tight end on the left side of the field runs like a five yard out just to clear, you know what I mean? Just clearing his guy out to go deep. Check. It was a check down route. Um, there was a little contact. They throw pass interference on, on Johnny Smith on the fucking check down route on a six yard touchdown pass. And then Matt Castle gets hit, fumbles, the whistle blows. They pick it up and run it in the end zone and they give him the touchdown. Damn. Guys. I'm in the minority. Fewer than yeah. 2,000 cases of being a narcissist personality disorder. And it's sad. Like, I, on air, I've just learned what I am. And this is sad. This is awful. I just, I never read this. It's the pursuit of gratification from vanity or egotistic admiration of one's own tributes. The term originated from Greek mythology. No, I'm not narcissist, but I do have tendencies, I believe, for sure. I think that this, the warning to create my own happiness through my, I don't know. Well, That's I think, sad, though. I think everyone's like that to an extent, though. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, what, I think what we, I don't know. Are we having a <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I know we all do it, some more than others. Um, but anyway, interesting article, interesting article. Millennials may not be narcissists after all, so... I don't know. I just think the world is so sad today, guys. What about the super volcano out there, man? Freaking going to kill mankind. Y'all saw that? Harris? A super volcano? I, I have no I idea. I have not heard anything about. of a super volcano. Literally on Twitter, Google, whatever. Just All you need to type in is super volcano. Literally, scientists are saying that it's going to destroy mankind. I promise. I'm not lying. So it's nice. going. So that's going to happen before the, the sun? What's the sun? Five million years when the sun. Ke- Destroys Earth. It's going to be before Kaepernick gets signed by an NFL team. Ooh, for sure. That's a tough subject. No, Yellowstone's. So, one second, Zach. Yellowstone super volcano may blow. We said blow like fifteen times this episode. May blow sooner I, than thought. I'm serious. Look it up. It, like USA Today, New York Post, everything crazy. Everybody's getting sad. 
Zach, to kind of piggyback off your uh, that pass interference call you were complaining about earlier, you know, in the Bama didn't play well Saturday, but there was a play where um, A and M had a receiver run up what what I think uh, their quarterback thought was like a little just a go route, and he ended up running a curl, and he threw it twenty five yards downfield, yes. and they called pass interference. I'm like, oh my god. He ran a fucking curl route. He didn't. Lee Thompson didn't hold him. Or Lee Wallace, whatever his name is. And it was just. I've seen some bad, bad pass interference calls this football season already. Just I really wish scared. in college that they would um, enforce the NFL pass interference rule. I think it would help the. Because I think we see a lot of pass interference in college that just. Because if a corner gets beat on a go route in college, fucking throw him down, get a oh. pass interference call, and, you know, like it's just 15 yards from the spot. From where the ball was, but they do they do it as a spot foul if it's less than ten yards, which is weird. Yeah, it's it's fucking ridiculous. I, I don't I don't like the rule. And and like, then when, over when a cor- ten yards, they do. And now when a corner gets to the NFL, like they're not they're not ready. You know, like, you see pass interference a lot, and then it's just you know they hold in the end zone, they put it on the one yard line, they're fucking freaking out, like what the hell is going on, but. Welcome to the show, kid. You know, like, yeah. I like, I like the, I like that rule. I like the sudden death rule too for overtime. I really, I really enjoy it too. Yeah, I really like where overtime is in the NFL, and I know people bitch about it. They want the game. They don't want a fucking tie. But these guys are playing sixteen football games a year, plus four preseason games, and then plus. Up to what four? Is it up to four or up to five to go if you go to the Super Bowl at a, at a wild card? Is it four? Wild card, wild card, four. divisional. Yeah, four. So four. So you're looking at twenty four fucking games. Like you're looking at possibly playing. That's too much. Like, like the NFL needs to have a way to get the fucking overtime in. Like just streamline it and get it done. I really like the way it is now. So speaking of overtime, here's a neat little topic, Ryan. I'd love to get your take on. Um, how do you feel about ties in baseball? How do I like, feel about? I know, I know they've thrown around the idea of doing, you know, three extra innings, and after three extra innings, it's a tie. Um, that's a very crazy subject because the, the thing, the theme to that is time in relation to time and how people can't be watching something for so long. I think that's the action behind it, right, Harris, is that they don't want to keep a game going for eight hours. Oh, but yeah, are, I mean, it's brutal. Yeah, they're they're already trying to, like, cut that down, and I wouldn't be opposed to that. But that's going to mess up everything that what's baseball that what baseball is. Like, stats are going to be, you know, changed now. Well, they're not going to mean what they so did. Here's, here's here's something to combat that. So they, uh, they were – and these are paraphrased numbers. They're going to be close. So I think in 2016 you had 47 games reach the 12th inning. Like, and then – I don't care about that. I'm talking about other rules, Harris. What about why not in between it? Like, I don't know. What if it's a seven inning game? What if it's a long game, man? I'm just talking about extra innings. No, nine innings isn't going anywhere. You don't think so? Hell no. I think the 10th inning, they could maybe start with a runner on second. No, absolutely not. I'd rather do three and call it. Then start the runner on second. That's dumb. I mean, you're gonna get. I mean, you're gonna give that pitcher what? I mean, 
that's gonna that's gonna that will skew stats. Like if you just do a twelve inning game, it's not gonna really skew stats. Yeah, I know. That's I, I know. I'm with you. I was just I was just raising that as a. Well, that's kind of what the NHL does to an to an extent. You know, like they only do a five minute overtime, then shoot out, and then the game's over. Yeah. And if you lose so overtime, you still you still consider like a half a game, like a half a win. So Harris, you mean to tell me you don't like seeing Jackie Bradley Jr. throwing a ninety-three mile an hour fastball off the twenty-fourth inning? No, I don't. I mean, we played two nineteen-inning games this year, and it was fucking ridiculous. Didn't he we like shoot more? We played more extra inning games than any other team in the league this year, and it was brutal. Yeah. Like, if you play a nineteen-inning game. You're gonna, like, and if you don't win that game, you're gonna lose your next series. Like, it's gonna exhaust. It's gonna exhaust your staff, bullpen. It's, it's gonna kill you. I'd rather just. I don't care to have ties, to have two, three to five ties a year if we play 162 games. I don't care. Yeah, I'd be all for that. I love baseball, man. I really do. Me too. So here's my last cool baseball. I have two more, two more. I, I've been a, I was asking people at the office this day because it's one of my favorite baseball trivia questions, and I'm going to ask you, Ryan. How many Cy Youngs did Nolan Ryan win? None. None. None is correct. Is Nolan Ryan a top five pitcher of all time? I would probably say no. Although I was partly named after him. Partly? Because it depends upon... Also like Ryan O'Neal. I think he was an actor or something. So, um, Nolan Ryan, why do I think he may not be in the top five, Harris? Is for one, he really only had the fastball. If you really think of a pitcher, I think this is going to sound... This is like probably the name you wouldn't use first, but like Greg Maddox. You know, someone who's like a... Conductor, like he, he just controls the situation. Nolan Ryan just freaking threw the ball, yeah. But it was dominant. It's like an Aroldis so, Chapman almost. So Nolan Ryan to me is like Brett Favre. They're very similar players. Um, is he in your top five? He might be five. That's where I'm bad like, with him, probably. Yeah. So I mean, I go like Randy Johnson. Maybe Steve at Martin. one. I go Randy Johnson at one. Hell yeah. Me too. And then Chipper Jones, Chipper Jones is second. Chipper Jones is up there. <laughs> I mean, I go like Randy Johnson, Pedro, Clemens, Steve Carlton, Greg Maddox, Nolan Ryan. Those guys. That's probably your top six in any given order. But no, so Nolan Ryan, all-time strikeout leader, not even close. Also the all-time walks leader. Yeah, control. Hint, hint. He wasn't necessarily – controller of the situation. He, you know what I mean? Like he never – he just threw the freaking ball. It was great. Seven, he had seven no-hitters. Oh, I know. Here's, this, this is neat to me. This is a neat, like, invert fact. So, Nolan Ryan, zero Cy Young, seven no-hitters. Roger Clemens, seven Cy Youngs, zero no-hitters. Wait, who had seven Cy Youngs? Roger Clemens. Yeah. The Rocket. The rocket. All right, last baseball tidbit. We can go on to something else. We're reading this about Greg Maddox. We brought him up. So, and y'all probably know this. It's it's it was like a, a, a graphic going around the internet. The internet. He faced like twenty one thousand batters in his career. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like and of those three hundred and ten. Three hundred and ten saw a through count, and of that three ten, one hundred and seventy seven potential walks. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that's insane. So here's my take, and I know baseball. That is insane. And, and tell me if I'm wrong here. I could have started game two, or let's just go with game two. I could have started game two of the ALDS versus these, me, Ron Trammell. And it could have had, it could have just been as effective as Corey Kluber. How close could I have matched that? They just threw me out on the mound, so I just throw it up there. I mean, this is a legit scenario. Like, I'm just throwing a mid-80s fastball and trying to hit the zone, whatever, you know. And I'm just trying to throw the ball in the zone. Can I, can I get out of there with five, six runs and three innings? No. So you, you, can't, you think I can record an out? I think in I can. In Major League Baseball? You, 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 I don't you can get know. an out. You, you can record an out. You wouldn't. They would just crush you. I mean, but they, what if they crush them right at like right at the fielder's stuff? I mean, really? Look at you BP. could. In, in theory, you could do it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Theory, theory. I mean, but in these theory, guys you could, are really like, good at what they do. You know, like it's like the but baseball is different than any other sport, though. For like these scenarios, like if I yeah. got up there, I'll just throw a knuckleball and just say, yeah. all right, here you go, go for it. Like I would, I would throw it underhanded. I mean, you could. I think they would probably just they would groove you like yeah. as long as they didn't swing at the first pitch and like gave you like three pitches to kind of see where you were at. Like, I think I can get through the first by giving less than five. You minutes. would walk a ton. Like, no, I'm saying you to throw it. Down. I mean, I would put right down the plate. I would just I would fear for my life. If it was a comeback liner. I would be dead. And they would either they would hit five hundred feet or they would. Get the a gas. piss missile from somebody and get just, just imagine, Harris, fielding a Giancarlo Stanton liner at third base. How much money would I pay you? No protection, no cup, no helmet, no anything. You at third base, and you have to take only a glove, and you have to field 10 balls that is within your body range. How much money would that cost? I mean, I'd probably do it for 10 to 20 grand. <laughs> Would you rather do that, or would you rather face like Chapman in three at bats? Oh, I would take liners all day from Stanton. Me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> I would cry for a week if I got hit in the hip ball by Chapman. Dude, just Chapman imagine throwing a hundred four from the left side is terrifying. Dude, just imagine that. Like if it was coming at my head, my reflex is going to hit in the head, like in the side of the face. The hundred four Stewie. Would you sit? Would you get in the batter's box at 104 mile an hour coming at you from the left uh, side? That's so critical from the left side. See, I, I guess I get it because it does it look like it's coming at you from the left side? I guess. You know, somewhat, but it's just it's so much harder to pick up. You don't, I, Harris. Get out of here. We're not gonna pick up anything. It's gonna be a blur. I'm oh yeah, gonna, no. You put guess a quad I mean, swing. And what at what point do you start swinging? Too, I would literally probably start swinging like oh, as, he, <laughs> as he's releasing it. I'm I'm loading up and swinging like I'm just. I'm I would like what to I, see what 104 looks like going past you, your face. You know what I mean? Believe, like, <laughs> believe it or not, you can go to this the to several different like stadiums and stuff, and they'll show you how fast the 100 mile an hour is. It's crazy. I uh I played against Trey McNutt when I was a sophomore in high school. He plays for the Padres now. He's like in their AAA. Yeah. 
Um, he threw about 96, and I flew out to first base in foul territory, and I fist bumped the entire way down. <laughs> Harris, what would you do, though, if, if Kevin literally hit you in the side of the 104 mile hour? Oh, dude, it would hurt so bad. I can't imagine how bad that would hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't, yeah, I would definitely take liners all day from standing. That would suck, too, though. That would be awful. I mean, that liners will be coming probably like 115. Baseball. Baseball is the hardest game to play. Oh, for sure. The two hardest things to do in professional sports are to hit big league pitching and to consistently strike a ball under tournament pressure. And golf. And golf. You, you know what I think one of the one of the positions in sports that I think is really tough that nobody looks at as much is playing corner in the NFL. Oh, that's probably the second toughest position. Position in the, in the NFL to come, especially as a rookie coming in. Like God, get beat up. You get thrown at every fucking game. <laughs> they, they pick on you. Oh yeah, man. I. I think quarterback and then corner are the two most difficult positions. Other two, yeah. So. Maybe offensive line, maybe like a left tackle, right tackle, because you're they're up there too. Um, but those are those are easily your top three: like offensive tackle, corner, quarterback. Having you know, the, I was because you would think like the defensive end and like in perspective, like look, saying left tackle is the hardest. Like, but like you're under a microscope at at your outside offensive lineman at the tackle position. Like, if you fuck up, it's just noticeable. I would take sixty grand a year, and I would be the greatest placeholder in football of all time. You know what I mean? Like, would y'all take sixty grand to just make sure that you, you, you get the snap down and the hold right for the kicker? It's a lot of pressure, man. Oh, I yeah, mean, it is. Sixty grand a year, I'd do it, though. It's a lot cheaper than the league minimum at 500 grand or whatever. 700, because that's what we paid Brandon Whedon. Yeah, he don't deserve that. Should have stuck with baseball. I don't know. I think I'm about a deep punter. It's about uh, as I'll go. I'll be a long snapper in the league. <laughs> See, that's one thing that like any random person can do. It's just like who commits themselves in like high school and college to becoming a long snapper. You know, like it's just. Yeah, for sure. Carson Tinker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, There's there are some, but there's not many. I mean, yeah, that's all you have to do. You I will make, say not. You make Go money ahead. doing it. I mean, they make a million dollars a year. It's, it's great. I mean, I'll do it. Miles Garrett got a sack on his first play from scrimmage. That was cool. I really hope he does well. In the, I think he's going to be a good NFL player. He's just too talented. Yeah. Dude, Wyatt, you know, Wyatt, Watt's out for the year. Freaking Odell's out for the It's crazy, man, all these injuries. I'm t- football ain't going to be around. So. It's going to be a modified sport. It's not going to be anything like we have we see it today. I'm just telling you, I, I just don't see it happening. I think when we see someone die from a hit, then yeah. Jesus, people do die from me. It's just not in the NFL. I'm amazed it hasn't happened yet, man. It's, like, when Devontae Adams got hit, I thought he was fucking dead. Yeah, like I was like, uh, yeah, when I said that, I was like, this is it. Uh, this is where the NFL stops. You know, like, like his helmet broke. Yeah. <laughs> my, ne- my neck would 
my head would fall off my neck if I got hit. I'm, but for a little, I'm amazed that someone hasn't died from just like that kind of a collision. I mean, yeah, I mean, they have. They one a year in high school or more, I think, dies from hit. Google Still, it. I mean, no, no, I mean, I know it's happened. I mean, like, but not on a stage like that. I'm amazed that I'm amazed that hasn't happened on fucking live TV. Yeah, the last manslaughter that millions of people are watching. Yeah, for sure, it would be tough to come back. From. But hey, Earnhardt died in a crash on live TV. And they and did a lot to change, you know. Like they did like I thought they changed the cars. And that a lot. changed NASCAR forever. Yeah. Absolutely, that supports my claim. I'm telling you guys, they're going rubber ball, plastic balls for too long. Well, they've started doing it. I mean, like, like the like the rules on targeting. Like, if you would have said that to somebody that played football 15 years ago, if you would have told like an old football coach that 15 years ago. They would have told you you were a fucking pussy and like that you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Like they would have. Oh yeah, like John Lynch and like Roy Atwater and guys. Yeah, like like, like when Ed Reed was like coming into the league and like Ray Lewis and those guys. Like they would have told you to like, quit being when a he bitch. wasn't murdering two people in Atlanta. Yeah, when Ray Lewis wasn't murdering two people at a nightclub in Atlanta. But yeah. That's for you, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Way. <laughs> The episode of this, the title of this episode is "Fuck You, Trevor." Speaking of corners, though, my God, he saved the the uh, air raid uh, season. Dude, he did, man. That was incredible. That's one of my most fond college memories is watching y'all win that. That was so fun, man. I can't believe you didn't play at least a few snaps, Harris. You know, can I tell you more important on the sideline? Can I tell you my my MVP is no doubt Ron, Ron Watson. Ron Watson. Because he's yes. not, not once did he complain about blocking. Not once did he complain about having to snap the ball. He he literally gave under ten percent on every snap on defense. I mean, Stewie, you you could attest to that. I mean, literally, he's the one guy that you could count on. He would. Yeah, he would, I was. I was center. I was the right. center right. I was the center left tackle, and he was the center. He was right tackle because you were more because you're lefty. Like so, that's the same thing. Yeah. You know, like you swap the sides with your good tackle. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Selfless. I mean, I mean, and you were too, but you, but he never had to go out for passes. Really, he did you know? It's like he pretty much just blitzed blitzed all the time. Yeah, and on defense, he blitzed, and that's was, all we needed from him. He was fantastic he on a defense. Lot of passes. Brian hey. Swatson. Christian Thrash had one, uh, one quarterback hurry, and he hurt his knee. <laughs> he did. You remember the time we played pickup basketball with him, and he like punched the goal. Yes, I was like, I was... what the fuck is that? Just... <laughs> he had a roid rage. He and one of my best friends. Does his tattoo say "Live by Faith" or some no, bullshit like that? No, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. And then he has like he has like Colossians ten twenty three like in Roman numerals on his arm. And he like... loves he loves Jesus a lot. We're just this is a Christian podcast. We love you. Dro- Who drove him to get his tattoos? You think it wasn't him? He probably rode his bike. <laughs> That's a tricky question. How did he get there to get the tattoos? Uh, Honest to God, Christian was my favorite human in Tuscaloosa. To this day, I, I literally, he, he's the greatest. I tell people that all the time. I went and bought fireworks for my engagement. Right? And the dude that was his boss when he worked at Cold Stone Creamery, <laughs> when but anyway, <laughs> he brags so much about Christian, and I, I can say it was the greatest thing about him. Literally, very selfless, just a nice dude. You could you could do anything, or you wouldn't make you mad. You know, just that guy that like really 
which is all the way around. We've seen him mad like once or twice, but yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen him mad. But I would love to. I would have Matt Steele out of the apartment any day of the week. I would have paid Christian to live with us if he would kick Matt Steele out of the apartment. You know, like, <laughs> I love Christian well, to death. What about Brandon? I love Brandon too, but Matt was just so disgusting and dirty. I love Matt. Don't get me wrong. I love Matt too, but he was very. Matt was such a disgusting. I love him though. I remember I love the Zach showed me Matt's sink. Oh, yeah. And, and he I left said, raw, what is that? And, raw and student. Yeah, Zach was like, God damn it, that's what that is. <laughs> Harris cleaned our kitchen more than once. That's how bad it was, oh, guys. For sure. It was embarrassing. Like You left, you left a note once. Yeah, like, y'all were fucking disgusting. Like, one time I left, like, grilled chicken out on the counter for, like, two weeks. It had, like, mold and shit. It was unreal, the shit y'all would leave out. I was embarrassed to be your friend over at your house. <laughs> I was, like, bring over boots and gloves and clean my fucking kitchen. You got college. Hashtag college. Yeah. I'll never forget the time it was the worst it had ever been was when we had four black garbage bags on the outside of the door. And on the inside, we had a black garbage bag overflow, over, over, what's the overflowed. Matt had dirty dishes with all kinds of remnants of noodles and chicken. We'd have a single dish clean. I got in the refrigerator and there was stuff that was made from like two months prior to the- the worst thing was when Brendan turned the power off when he left for winter break and everything no. Oh, fuck. I forgot that about that. That I was really that. bad. What a dumbass. <laughs> everything we- <laughs> I was the first one back and I was like, oh, God, what happened? Truthfully, is this, is this true or false? The last month that we were there, I don't think either me or you went into the kitchen, I don't, I don't think. Oh, How many home runs did Brandon hit off Craig Kimbrell? One. One. I thought it was nine. No, that that, that was preseason. That, that's right. That's right. Uh, unrecorded. Yeah. Those are not on the books. Hey, Brandon was a good slot receiver on the flag football team, though. He's Brandon pretty- was Brandon was very athletic. He, yeah, he sure. looked good and he looked he looked good in shorts. Yeah, <laughs> that expression looked good in pads. Like he just he does. He he's very proportionally good looking athlete. I have his number here. I do too. That was a good team. I, Zach, I mean Harris, as a very unbiased guy, as a bystander watching our games, how good were we though, for real? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um you were probably the worst player. Yeah, for no, no doubt. Our our points score versus points against was like fifty two to seven. I was probably the worst player. I was just the offensive coordinator in the huddle. <laughs> no, Zach, you were the best. <laughs> you, Ryan, and Trevor were the best. No, but truthfully, I believe, I believe because me and Zach predicted. No, we're not trying to act on for the next year, but we knew they wouldn't win. I never really tried. I think I threw two interceptions, and that was the first game of the year. I don't think I threw, I think maybe threw one more after that. Like, and I, we we're very conservative. Zach had a very good offensive mind. Ryan Watson made sure that he goes are always intact. He wouldn't care to drop you out. You know, me and Zach didn't even play defense. You know, probably for good reason, but oh, we yeah, didn't. We, you know. we sat there and talked about what was happening on defense. Like, no, exactly. We game planned. It was a team effort, so we were making sure people in the right positions, all this other stuff. 
But I'll never forget Jason Davis. That's what caused the Trevor White situation was when Jason, oh, we're going to quarterback, which he was a great running back. He's an awesome player. But, like, every any quarterback, he, was, like, the he, best, he was the best defensive end in the league. Absolutely. Unbelievable. But he, he's the one who threw the, that dead duck across the field. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he threw 25 yards east to west, about two yards north and south. <laughs> oh, good times, though. I wish Harris could at least play it down. Heck, Jordan Carrington came to a game. Yep. Sarah Ferguson Bobby. did. Yeah, we, we drew a crowd. We did. Well, guys, it's been a great podcast. Yep. It has. It's been a fun one. It's been probably my, best, my favorite one so far. I still love episode three. That was Episode three was good, yeah. Smokey Joe. Yeah. Smokey Joe and the boys. Yeah. I think the title of this one needs to be Ray Lewis Murdered Two People. Yes. But then in the description, you have to mention that. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking about, about I don't know. Or this this one's for Trevor. <laughs> yeah, this one's for Trevor, but also Ryan, Ryan pitches for the idiots, or Harris takes a at bat versus Chapman. I don't know. We had some good stuff in this one. I'm proud of us. Could Ryan, can Ryan pitch for the Indians? That's the title. Yeah, there goes that narcissist in me. Self loathing. Alright guys, I'm out. Bad guys. Peace.